This lady lives in Arkansas. She's 84 years old. She prays for pastors every day. And I met her about three, no, I met her about four years ago. On the phone. I've never seen her. We just pray in the mornings, right? Some of the things she's been praying for for pastors is happening now. Before I met her on that prayer line, she had already been praying for pastors. She's like, you'll never hear her name. Well, when she gets to heaven, oh man, she's going to have a lot credited to her account. But you know, she's a late person. She just prays. Her prayers have seen me through. Do you pray as often and as boldly as you want to? Is there a way to experience a deeper, more passionate, persistent, and intimate prayer life? Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Today's guest is going to help us see this prayer potential directed for our personal lives and for the city we call Memphis. Pastor Dan Henley is pastor of the Journey Christian Church in town. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you so much. Good to be back with you. My neighbor who's moved away. I know it. My bike riding buddy. Well, you're still my bike riding buddy. That's right. You can't get rid of me that easy. We've got to get back together because the weather's looking great. The trails are beautiful. Just put my bike in the shop. A cable was busted on one of the gear shifters. So hopefully by the end of next week, I'll have it back. Let's plan on next weekend. We need to plan plan something. You moved down on the river bluff. That's right. You can come to me and we'll just (laughs) go on those paths. There's so many of them. Man, I would love to. You know, the the city, there's some great places to ride and enjoy the beauty. And Memphis is a great city, period, man. And that's why we're here. We're praying for a great city, and I'm excited about that. Well, Pastor Dan, you are embarking on a 40-day prayer challenge that's starting actually tomorrow, Wednesday, and ending on May 23rd. That's the 40 days, which uh, May 23rd is Pentecost Sunday. Mm -hmm. You're asking Christians to commit to pray every morning at 7.14 a.m. in agreement with 2 Chronicles 7.14. Yeah, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Yeah, I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. And we're just all going to pray that. It's a simple prayer. There's also a book we're just encouraging people to get. It's called Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. And man, it's amazing. It's only a couple of pages a day. Just imagine blacks and whites and Latinos, Asians praying together at the same time the same thing. Kind of like the folks in the book of Acts. And on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And the world has never been the same. The same thing's going to happen here in Memphis. Well, we're trusting for that. Yeah, we're trusting. A little backstory on Mark Batterson, who wrote this book, as you mentioned, Draw the Circle. Mm -hmm. He serves as the lead pastor of the National Community Church in our nation's capital, Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C. The church meets in theaters around the D.C. metro area. It also owns and operates Ebenezer's Coffee House, the Miracle Theater, as well as the D.C. Dream Center. They are redeveloping, in the process of redeveloping, a city block that's located at the intersection of the Capitol Hill, Navy Yard, and Riverfront neighborhoods. The Capitol Turnaround will be a mixed-use space, including event, venue, child development center, marketplace, and co-working space. Also, Mark is the New York Times bestselling author of 19 books. He and his wife, Laura, live on Capitol Hill with their three children. I kind of want to lay that foundation, Pastor Dan, as we share the background of Pastor Mark, how God is using that ministry in D.C. to impact our nation. Oh, yeah, and our world. No doubt about that. One of my elders a couple of years ago gave me a book called The Circle Maker. That was Mark Batterson's book. And, man, it was a powerful book. And she and I read it together. It was all about prayer. And from that... 
Mark created this 40-day prayer challenge, and it's called Draw the Circle. So if you can imagine, you make a circle around the things that you believe in God for, and you just stay in that circle until they happen. You have to be consistent yes. and persistent, right? That's it. We, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, drove seven times around Memphis, just praying for racial unity and harmony. We're going to do it again. On the 27th of May, the day before Pentecost, we're going to drive around this city seven times praying. We're going to draw a circle around it. God is, I like to say it like this, pressure invokes a response from people. Yes. I got to do a little pressure on but faith, faith, man, that invokes a response from God. Pastor Dan, are we a city that's unrested right now? Oh, yeah. You're talking about driving around the city. I mean, you've mm-hmm. got to be careful on the interstate right oh, yeah. now. The number of interstate shootings is going up. Oh, yeah. Homicides are going up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pain in our city. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of memory. There's a lot of history. And God is in, through, and above all of that at the same time. God tells us very plainly that our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. And he's given us a way, though, and that's through prayer. Prayer gives God a legal right to get involved in the affairs of man. I remember one demon came to Jesus when Jesus said, come out of him. That man told Jesus, I adjure thee in the name of the most high God. Adjure is a legal term. He was based on Jesus. You can't do that. God has set up a system where this man wants me in him. I get to stay. It has to be by his own free will. Jesus said, man, what's your name? I say that to say prayer gives God a legal right to get involved in the affairs. Man, I've seen it so many times. And it's going to happen here. And that's what I love about it. We get to participate in that. So many churches have already signed up and pastors. I'm excited. My goal was originally 120 diverse blacks, white, Latinos, Asians. That's already happened. Now my goal is 365. Why? Because that's a church for every day of the year. But not just churches, not just senior pastors. I'm praying, God, for a minimum of 10,000 voices. Imagine 10,000 people of Memphis praying together at the same time. God said two or three will come together in agreement. I'll be in the midst. Imagine 10,000. Oh, my. Oh, my. And we're talking to you, listener, right now. We don't want to wait until the end of this show to challenge you to register. You can text PRAY40. P-R-A-Y-4-0 to 4747-47. You have all the instructions that you need. Text PRAY40, PRAY40 to 474747. That's it. And then you'll get a return text telling you what to do. Exactly. 714 in the morning. Yep. If all possible. If all possible. One guy asked me, so what if I'm sleeping? What if I miss it? What if I'm doing something else? I said, man, we're not going to be religious about this. Pray at 714. It doesn't matter. Pastor, I love what you said. We're not going to be religious about prayer. Oh, no. Because we try to make religion out of a lot of things, even as Christians. You know, we can't do that. It's a relationship. And that's what's so neat about this book and this approach. It's so loose and it's fun and it's freeing. You're going to have a good time. I've done this now several times. I've done it with my elders at my church. I've done it also with Agape, Child and Family Service, where I serve as the chief spiritual officer. I'm telling you, man, it's been amazing what God is doing. In the book, Mark Batterson writes, if you establish a prayer routine, your life will be anything but routine. You will go to places, do things, and meet people you have no business going to, doing, and meeting. You don't need to seek opportunity. All you have to do is seek God, 
And if you seek God, opportunity will seek you. That's the truest statement that we've talked about already. <laughs> Literally. We're out searching for things and in prayer. If we'll go to God in prayer, those things will be searching for us. Pastor Dan, how have you seen established prayer routine work in your life? Oh, my. One prime example is, I just told you, I go to the Mississippi River and I pray every day. I do something that's called centering prayer where you just go quiet before the Lord. And I really believe that this is the year of silence before the Lord. We just go quiet. We got to cut off the ticker tape in our heads. And everybody's so busy. We're going from thing to thing to thing. But if we can stop and pray. Well, I go there every day, either physically or in my mind. I just stop and pray, right? Well, we just moved from Cordova, I told you, to Mud Island. And literally, as God is my witness, my balcony on the third floor, I'm looking out over the Mississippi River right behind where I've been praying for the last three years. God basically says, son, we've already been meeting here every day. Why not we continue? (laughs) That apartment home that my wife and I are in now, literally, that's the only one that worked for the date that we needed. The only one. And that's the one that my wife wanted. They say, well, that's personal, man. I can tell you stuff corporately. What God is doing at Agape, what God is doing at my church, Journey Christian Church, quite honestly, what God is doing at the Church Developers Network. God is blessing so much, man. It's, but again, we're, we're, we're focusing on prayer, focusing on giving God a legal right to get involved in the affairs yes. of man. Pastor Dan, sometimes we would rather act than pray. You remember when Moses got impatient and took matters into his own hands by killing that Egyptian taskmaster. Mm -hmm. And when we try to make things go faster, we usually slow things down in God's timetable. We try to make things easier. We usually make things much harder. Our job is to seek his face. Stay humble. Stay patient. Stay focused. Proverbs 16.9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And in his book, Draw the Circle, Pastor Mark talks about this Hebrew word here, mm-hmm. established, in Proverbs sixteen nine. He says it can also be translated as determines, mm-hmm. prepares, provides, sets in place, directs, firmly decides, makes secure. It's a meticulous word that involves careful planning right now to the smallest detail. Wow, that's good. You know, I love that because in the book of Chronicles, it talks about Believe in God, and so shall ye be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall ye prosper. As we believe in God and we pray, man, we start to hear from God. And then somebody like you and I will be talking, and you'll say the same thing that I just heard in prayer. It validates, it encourages, it strengthens. Why? Because we know that we're hearing from God. We know it. And when you sit down to the finest details, I love that story of, of Noah, because remember, Noah was given specific instructions on how to build a boat down to the finest detail. The whole, the, the, every floor, which animals should go where. I mean, specific detailed instructions. He was given instructions for everything with the exception of one thing, a rudder, a rudder, R-U-D-D-E-R. You know what a rudder does? It steers the boat, right? It directs and steers the boat. Yeah. So we can build these mammoth things. We can plan and do all this. But at the end of the day, God wants us to get our direction from him. I love that. A rudder. So he has a big boat. Yeah. But he has to depend on God to steer it. In Proverbs, it says, 3 and 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. That's my life scripture. Depending on God for direction. I'm not saying it's always easy now. But wow, he'll give you specific instructions. And being obedient to those specific instructions, Pastor Dan, you don't know what God's going to unfold and how he might want to use you. More than 100 years ago, a British revivalist told Dwight L. Moody, Mm. the world has yet to see what God will do with and for and through and in and by the man who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. Wow. Pastor Dan, interestingly enough, under the Third Great Awakening back in 1858, it was the layman who moved out to evangelize. The famous Dwight L. Moody I mentioned here began his ministry during that revival, and I don't know if you realize it, but he was never ordained, even though he founded a Bible college, pastored churches, he always remained a layman. Wow. Those listening right now who may be driving a pickup truck to a plumbing job yeah. are going to go cut some grass or a teacher, a nurse, where you are, the lay person, God can do great things for the kingdom through. There's a lady that comes on at 6 a.m. to a prayer line that my wife and I do. We've been doing it now for 15 years. This lady lives in Arkansas. She's 84 years old. She prays for pastors every day. And I met her about three, no, I met her about four years ago on the phone. I've never seen her. We just pray in the mornings, right? Some of the things she's been praying for for pastors is happening now. Before I met her on that prayer line, she had already been praying for pastors. She's like, you'll never hear her name. Well, when she gets to heaven, oh, man, she's going to have a lot credited to her account. But you don't, she's a late person. She just prays. Her prayers have seen me through. She's spoken things into my life that are happening now. She'll never know her name. She's awesome, man. That's beautiful. And yeah. You know, this revival I mentioned in the Third Awakening in 1858, it wasn't only the churches which benefited from this awakening. Businessmen began to pay off honest debts, mm-hmm. and places of debauchery and taverns by the hundreds closed down. There was also an increased concern in helping the needy and destitute with great growth in volunteer work and the financing of the work. And so it's like trickle down. Mm-hmm. God restores and heals not only the heart, but the economy and mm-hmm. the community, Oh yeah, which is what we need. This is what we talk about, oh, this yeah. brokenness, what we need. But we've got to seek God. And I think it all works together. You mentioned Mark Batterson. He's not only a pastor. He's also an entrepreneur. He's also a businessman. And when you think about it, I don't know where we got this thing that, you know, there's church and then there's everything else. Church is in everything. We are the church. You and I are the church. Yes. The people are the church. So as we get involved in government, in business, in the the sciences, in the arts, that's when this thing is really going to be awesome. But watch this. There's also this this, this idea that uh, we, we, we must be in relationship. Because in relationship, there's what's called social capital. Social capital basically says, man, you know each other so well. That when somebody calls you on the day before and say, hey, Dan Henley's doing this thing for 40 days of prayer, I can guarantee you what you said was, I know Dan Henley. He was my neighbor. He's my friend. We go bike riding together. You might have even changed some things. Why? Because that's social capital. Imagine that as we hook up the resourced folks with the folks that 
are really struggling from the equity standpoint. We're not asking for a handout, we're asking for a hand. So now that business person who has uh, expertise in, in legal and accounting, they help to build capacity yeah. for that guy over here who might not have some of that. Man, we get to doing some of that. And quite honestly, it's happening. I think that the breakthrough comes when we start praying together. We really start to see God move in some ways that seem strange to us. That's kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. That's God's way of doing things. Yeah. 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 Friend listening right now, you're encouraged to text PRAY40, PRAY40, to the number 474747. Connect with this movement of prayer starting tomorrow for 40 days, 714 in the morning, or as close to it as you can, or at least pray that day for 40 days. Sometime that works in your schedule best, but spend that time in prayer. Are there a list, Pastor? I know this book. Now, how do people get the book? When they text the number? When they text that number? Every piece of information they need is in there. It's all right there. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a link. They don't have to search it. There's a link. They can tap the link. So they can get the book. They get the book in regular book form. They can get an audible form. I like the audible because I like to listen. Yes. You'll listen for five minutes. That's it. What about prayer specifics? Is there a list of things that will be offered for all these 40 days? You know, you'll see when you go every day there's like a devotional, some things you can pray for. But specifically for this prayer, what we want out of it is three things. One is clarity of vision for the church, the church at Memphis. The second one is is humility. Humility, there's no way we're going to come together as a city without humility. And the third is unity. So clarity of vision, humility, and unity. And you said prayer for the church of Memphis. You didn't say XYZ Community mm-hmm. Church or no. that church, Baptist church, or that Methodist church, yeah. or that Pentecostal yeah. church, you said the Church of Memphis. And we were real specific about that because even on all the literature, the flyers, or what, when they go there, you're not going to see any church. You're not going to see any organization because I'm the senior servant of the Church Developers Network. You won't even see my, that network on there because we are the church. And the enemy wants so much to divide us over any denominational stuff or any black-white stuff or political stuff. And the list goes on and on and on. So we take all of that out, and we just pray a simple prayer together. I think God's going to honor that. I think so, Pastor Dan. So that's why our friends need to go ahead and text PRAY40, PRAY40, to the number 474747. You will get... Instructions on where to go next, yep. what to do. Yep. The main thing you do is pray. That's it. It sounds so simple, but our answers in life usually are. We sometimes don't want to do them. They're not that tough. And we just don't know where God's going to take us. Oh, that's the exciting thing. Yeah, that's the exciting thing. Ooh. You know, it was the, the Civil War revival. I don't know if people realize the horrible thing that the Civil War brought to our country. The bitter dispute over slavery yeah. thrust our nation into the deadliest war that we've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. By the end of the war, 620,000 Americans lay dead. One out of every 50 of the 31 million people counted in the 1860 census, Pastor Dan. 
At the start of the Civil War in 1861, it seemed as though the soldiers of both sides had left their Christianity and gone morally berserk. But in 1862, the tide turned among the Confederate forces. An estimated 300,000 soldiers were converted, evenly divided between the Southern and Northern armies. And that was a movement of God. In the middle of pain, in the Mm -hmm. middle of disunity, Mm -hmm. we see souls coming to Christ. Yeah. We're living in a period now of disunity, yeah. of brokenness, of hurt, of anger. Yeah. This is a time where the grace of Christ can drop in and change hearts. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take. Because a lot of times we want to think our way out of these situations, and that's not going to do it. It's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. God told us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. and One great thinker said it like this. The significant problems we face today cannot be solved at the same level of thinking that we were at when we created them. In other words, we've got to change our thinking. The significant problems, I ain't talking about the little bitty ones. Racism is a significant problem. The significant problems we face today cannot be solved at the same level of thinking that we were at when we created them. We have to change our thinking. We have to change our thinking to know that I'm going to forgive them if they never repent. We have to change our thinking. We have to change our thinking just like Abraham. God told Abraham, get Abraham. He was Abraham. They said, get thee away from your country, your people, and your father's house. In other words, get away from your nationalism, your black, your white people. In your daddy's house because everything your daddy taught you wasn't right. My daddy told me, you can't trust white people. My daddy, when you look up character and integrity in the dictionary, you can put his picture by it. He taught me all of that, but he also told me that I couldn't trust white people. My daddy was wrong. God rest his soul, he was wrong. Some of my white brothers, are, dad taught them certain things and They've been drinking that Kool-Aid all their life. They have to get thee away from that thinking because we are made in God's image. We're not just a nice pet. Uh, this goes on and on and yes, on and on. sure. Oh, sure it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it I've been does. in every one of the conversations. <laughs> I'm in them all the time. And I love it because we can get past that. Yes. We can rise above that. We can be the model for the nation. We can be the model for the world. Many studies will tell you that when it comes to racial matters, Memphis ranks as one of the lowest, if not the lowest, the worst. I believe in the next 10 years, we're going to move the needle. In the next 20 years, we're going to go from worst to first in terms of racial harmony. Yes, sir. Worst to first. Worst to first in 20 years. But we have to thirst first. For, Ooh, you're preaching. For Come the on, Lord. Preach you know? out. <laughs> hey, you know, throughout the history of our world, Pastor Dan, there are countless stories of the role of prayer in spiritual awakenings. Mm-hmm. God's greatest works are always coupled with prayer. A new story can be written about a revival that started in Memphis, Tennessee in 2021 when believers called on God, mm. confessing and repenting from our sins, expecting only what He can do redeem lives. Restore the brokenhearted, set those enslaved to sin free from their bondage. Wow. Psalm 145, verse 18 and 19 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. 
He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. Wow. Brother, that's beautiful. And yes, you know, this whole thing was prompted by a conversation that David Jordan, who's my leader at Agape Child and Family Services, we had with Pastor Bartholomew Orr at Brown Baptist. He said, you know, I was talking to Steve Gaines at Bellevue, and he said, Memphis is big enough. We got enough churches. Man, we ought to be praying 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Quite honestly, I never thought about that. But when Pastor Orr said that, you know what? I said, I'll take that challenge. (laughs) I believe this could be the start of it. Yes. And, Frank, you can be a part of the start of this challenge by texting PRAY40 to 474747. PRAY40 to 474747, and you'll get all the instructions you need. Tomorrow, Wednesday, April 14th, is kicking off the 40 days. That's it. Go ahead and do this today. Text PRAY40, PRAY40 to 474747. Yeah, amen. And again, we're not going to be religious. <laughs> you miss a day? Okay. God forgives you, and we do too. We're just going to pray together. That's the key. I know some folks are asking, Pastor Dan, how much is that book going to cost me? Oh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't. 15 bucks or something. If you can't afford it, send us a message. We'll buy it for you. I mean that, man. I'm so excited about what God is doing. Yeah, absolutely. God bless you, my dear brothers. Always, Pastor Dan Henley. If folks want to contact you and talk to you more and learn more about these 40 days, have you share with their prayer group or encourage them? How can they contact you? The easiest way to get a hold of me is agapemeanslove.org. Agapemeanslove.org. And there's a place that's called Faith Formation and Engagement on that website. I'm in there. You're there. Yep. You can contact me anytime, and I would look forward to that. How's Miss D? Man, thank you for asking. Miss D actually retired on March the 19th from nursing after 33 years. And when I say she's loving it, she is loving it, and I am too. Now, pray with us about this transition because we work very differently. But I tell you, man, God is really blessing us, and she's, she's doing so well. I love you, friend. I love you, too. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. God bless you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's Mid-South Viewpoint. We like to say it's a place where minds and hearts connect for the ultimate reality of life. You may have discovered the show accidentally or are a regular listener. We're open for your feedback so we can stay on track for producing compelling local radio shows like this one. Did you know that Mid-South Viewpoint has been a feature on this station for 35 years now? Let us know what you think. Email me, Byron Tyler. I serve as the program director. The address, btyler at botradionetwork.com. That's B-T-Y-L-E-R at botradionetwork.com. Hey, I can't wait for you to hear our guest on the next Mid-South Viewpoint.